Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. George, guess what, I'm, guess what I'm doing today? Uh, picking out rings or something? No, that was a yesterday <laughs> thing. We'll bring Megan and talk about that later. <laughs> I, I'm going to see the new Godzilla movie today, and I'm so excited. Oh, wow. Are you more excited than being an engaged man? Or <laughs> you know, that, that was last week. This was what, this is your week. Prior- we- what are your priorities this week? Is it the Japanese Godzilla film? Yeah, I'm very excited about this movie. It's getting like insanely good reviews. And I'm like, engaged who? <laughs> <laughs> that wow. speaks volumes okay. on our guest this week. Well, who's our guest? It's going to be the future Meg gets. <laughs> the once in future. Oh, also, Dan doesn't love me that much because I asked him to bring me back a bag of popcorn and he won't do it because he thinks it's too embarrassing to take on the train. The How far is this movie theater? It's the, the Bourse or whatever. So it's oh, not far. To town? Is the movie theater near the river still there? No, no, that one's gone. Oh, I like that, that one. That one didn't open back up. Although Maniunk opened back up, despite saying that yeah, take they a longer weren't. trip. <laughs> yeah, I might. They still like going to that to, theater. That the theater was like Maniunk. full of trash. It was kind of neat. Wherever you go, bring me back popcorn and snow caps. I he is going to bring part. you back snow caps because uh, you can get those at any dollar store. But he's going to bring you back a bag yeah. of Orville Redenbacher that you need to nuke yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the snow caps from our corner store that have been there for a decade, and then I'll, I'll scratch off buddy. the exp- expiration date. The fermented snow caps. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys don't like feeling a little uh little tipsy off your snow We did caps? a we did a like a candy taste test thing with a bunch of friends, mm-hmm. and like half of the stuff we got there was like, you know what? We're not going to have this one. We're not going to find out how this Heath bar tastes. (laughs) Yeah, no, you never need to eat any candy. That's like a bad man's name. Yeah. (laughs) Baby Ruth. (laughs) Mr. Payday. (laughs) If I ever meet a Heath. (laughs) Who's he? What's it? Mr. Who's he? What's it? That's the uh, the funk metal band that I'm in. Basically, it's basically just Mr. Bunkle. Was this another thing where you said it out loud? So now, come April, we're gonna have to hear it. Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are uh, doing the show a little differently today uh, because, as I was told um, just off my moments ago, moments ago, (laughs) during my best Merle Reese impression. uh, (laughs) Well, you just gotta go. Merle, first down. And he's in the pocket. uh, but uh, Meg's here. Meg gets is here, and uh, she did our lightning round like a month and a half ago. Yeah, so, she was like our first one to do it. So we don't go. We don't have yeah. to go back and do that. The answers are the same. Yeah, uh, but we do want to hear all the strong emotions of of the uh, engagement and imminent marriage. Uh, when when's the date, guys? <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> and it's like i literally don't know people were asking us like that night and i was like yeah. she just found out she's engaged yeah, i knew no, she was this, going to be but like she just happening. found out <laughs> i i am saying this as someone who has gone through this motions and know all the stupid fucking shit you're about to be asked yeah when you have not planned a single fucking thing i wanted to get married september 21st uh, it's 21st yeah, like the song, but Dan decided to wait to propose to me when it's under a year away. So yes. now we're probably not. That's going to be tough. Somebody I mean, you had just, stipulations. You can do a long one. <laughs> and you didn't do any of that. Well, you did the one. I did most of them. I didn't what get the this, ring wait, fixed until were, yesterday. What were these stipulations? I want to yeah, hear. Yeah, go ahead. Run them down. I want to hear the demands. This was after the pandemic. So keep in mind, this was three years ago. Okay. I like how we're already throwing him under the bus. <laughs> oh, you should listen to the last episode of Real Chills. I'm under the bus the whole time. <laughs> I said, why don't we wait a little bit? Because every single one of our friends are getting engaged right now. Let's yeah, George. Just wait till that cools off a little. 
it wasn't just you, George. George, we've been to like 15 weddings in he the last. No, you were you were at a wedding before my wedding. You double duty wedding. Your wedding. <laughs> and then the other thing is, I wanted my friends and family to be there, and I wanted it to be on a weekend so that we could go out after. Those are the st- and I wanted the ring to fit. Those are okay. the stipulations. And how was the ring? Too big? Too small? Did it not was fit. so too close. I sized it to a ring that I thought I'd seen her wear, and George, I, I, I picked the wrong. George, I gave him my grandma's ring. That's a nice ring. It's going to be even nicer. We just went to get it uh, resized and repaired, which a lot more repairs than I would have guessed from a ring that was already gorgeous. I was like, what, what are you going to do to it? <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't understand how they do that because I have to get mine resized because uh, it's too big. Like the entire time on the honeymoon, I had to swim. Congratulations! With a I know I had to swim with a closed fist so it wouldn't fly oh, off no. my hand while swimming. <laughs> That's so just I'm your just, punk rock swimming. I'm just punching the ocean trying to snorkel. <laughs> Fucking clear blue sea. Fuck you. <laughs> um, no, the ring thing is is tough to get the right size. We we tried a couple times. The original we had Casey's ring sized. Um, off of like like my mom ran interference and was like here casey try one of my rings on and then like tried to deduct the size from how mm-hmm. big it was on case like we couldn't just straight up ask casey we needed to do this as surreptitiously well, as yeah, possible she's a sleuth <laughs> yeah uh and active uh, and constant <laughs> actually uh that's on her t-shirt every day active <laughs> and constant um but uh no, like the getting the ring size is tough. So at least it wasn't um my my friends who will remain nameless because I don't know if it's embarrassing for them, but it's one of my favorite things. Uh, it's he proposed to her, they slid the ring on, it didn't go over the top knuckle, and they just like pushed it over. So, so every photo is like purple. Yeah, it's like a purpley red uh uh the for lack of a better term, muffin top around this beautiful ring <laughs> is uh, one of these days I'll search back when they got, well, I mean, they have children now, so it's going to be a while before I get to that photo. And, on their and they're Instagram. all purple. Yeah. And they're just, it's just, it was, it was not good. It looked like it was being choked out. <laughs> yeah. I, I compared it to a ring that was just, you know, around that I, you know, in my memory, Meg has worn recently. But then I was like, it was that one. And she was like, that one doesn't fit. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> I'm like one ring on a windowsill because I can't wear it. And all of my other rings are in my jewelry box with all my other jewelry. But you don't wear those. <laughs> but you clearly don't wear the ring on the windowsill. Anyway, I'm very grateful. I'm grateful. Thank you, Dan. The windowsill thing, like that's where the contacts go. And that's where like the nighttime water goes. And like, it's like, oh, that seems like the place where you'd put things that you use. It's not like a discarded windowsill. It it made sense to me. <laughs> Stop defending yourself. Oh, You're not going to win this one. <laughs> uh, well, it's. I mean, I feel like any engagement, um, any wedding, any honeymoon, um, these moments in your life always will have something go wrong, and it's how you play it off that's defining um and i think yeah. you guys are doing great you're you're cracking jokes about it like i mean from from my She's experience not upset at all <laughs> yeah, yeah no i mean like from my experience uh casey thought uh my phone was stolen and or i was cheating on her because my location was at a seedy motel uh near her parents house the day i proposed mm-hmm. um I sobbed through my so, vows. Yeah, your on your my parents wedding. were in a hotel. You yeah. were in a seedy motel doing who knows what. <laughs> yeah, who knows what with who knows. Uh, <laughs> on my wedding day, I didn't practice my vows, so which led me to be just a sob fest. I'm going to do the same thing. It'll seem and, sentimental and not yeah, it's good. Something I said right now. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people said that, um, uh, like they elbowed their boyfriends and went, "If you don't do that, I'll kill you." <laughs> I think we laughed. Good. <laughs> Good. Uh, and uh, and then on my honeymoon, I got food poisoning. So like these are just things that are part of it. It will not be perfect. <laughs> well, well, my version of the the engagement story is much shorter because, uh, you know, I didn't have the whole day of wondering why nobody was reacting to things the way they normally do. Like Meg everyone <laughs> <laughs> being weird as hell, like you're in an alternate universe. You're like, what is happening? Anyway, go on. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
so the, the the setup for for the holidays is normally we do you know thanksgiving one year in one place and then the other year at the other place whatever and then last time we went up to meg's house for thanksgiving we we didn't do the black friday thing that my family does which is uh we get very drunk on a bus and the bus takes us to various locations this year it involved an escape room and bowling and that last year there was axe throwing previous years it was just nine wineries it's it's growing and changing <laughs> as the years go on it's evolving yeah so when when we just were up there and we did nothing meg was like i kind of feel bad making you stay here when we're not doing anything when there's a thing you could be doing so as soon as she said that i was like i'm gonna come up and i'm gonna propose on saturday so <laughs> i kept playing it up as like yeah i'm probably gonna be too hungover to to come back you know how these things go which i i had to uh show heavy restraint on on friday in order to have this plan actually come together because it is very easy to go too far on the wine bus <laughs> but so like i was just kind of playing it off the whole day the next day too of like yeah i'll probably get up there but like i don't know i'm not moving too fast i'll, I'll probably have a meal here whatever i'll shower you know taking my time and meg was just getting super antsy about all of it because it was a uh, very very frequent non-committal answers <laughs> And I was so, just like, I can't Nick, say more. <laughs> are you assuming anything or? It's a whole thing, George. And it's okay. kind of a lot. So, okay. Well, the whole first uh, half of the you? show is dedicated to this. So we got the time. We have time. Okay. Are you, but Dan, are you going to tell the whole thing or do I just talk do about we, how mine works? Do we want to do side by side? So like, what What if Dan, you finish, we, we, we go to, you get down on one knee and then we'll Tarantino it back from Meg's perspective. You know what? That that might be the the best approach. Okay. Because I know the whole story, but I I'm worried that I'll talk through the parts where we would cut back. So I think that might be the best approach. Okay. So you are giving non-committal answers, and um, and also if we end up missing parts of Megs, she tells it in great detail on Real Chills this week. So I did if, indeed. If if so some Meg of it feels like we might have missed something, I you love can go when, get it there. <laughs> I love when the whole podcast network is just in celebration of two Ooh. people loving each other. Past yeah, it's me. already come up on my other show too. <laughs> I think I had to tell John beforehand that like let's, there's gonna be news before this next episode comes out. <laughs> let's uh let's uh get some of those old network shows back on. Let's do um uh, we'll do, all of Silas's episodes yeah. back. We'll <laughs> yeah. re revive that. Silas will do all the wedding episodes. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. All right, Actually, so that would be pretty good. We should do that. All right. Anyway, call Silas. <laughs> so, yeah, I I tell Meg like you know what I'll, I'll the the plan was for them to be there around like you know two two thirty, and I was like I'll probably be there like you know three forty five four o'clock whatever because I still have like an hour and a half drive and you know whatever I'll probably leave around one and I'll get there around that whatever. And the the plan in reality for me was I would get there at like 145, scope it out, find a good spot, get in touch with her cousin to be like, this is where I am. And then just kind of do it then whenever they get there. And I got a flat tire on the way to the proposal, <laughs> which is <laughs> a feature. My, my car just features flat tires it's yeah. it's a thing that uh you know rolls them out every now and then like i've gone to my my cousin's wedding over the summer flat tire <laughs> going to work when i was already running late flat tire it's it also just... whatever god you believe in going fucking earn it <laughs> yeah so when i when i left on friday morning to go back to my family only three people knew i i told her cousin her mom, and then on the very, very last minute before I left, because he cannot keep a secret, I told her dad. I was like, I'm I'm going to come back up and propose. I told him in like two seconds because I couldn't find a spot in the entire weekend because there was like a thousand people in the house to be like, sure. hey, come here. So come to I, this corner. I, I just want to be your new boy. <laughs> yeah, I stood and waited in the living room until because it was her her parents and her sister and her sister like had to get up and do something and as soon as she got up and did whatever it was i like shot over to the couch and i was like jim i'm coming back up on saturday to propose i'm sorry i have to tell it really fast but you know i can't tell amanda because she will tell and he was like 
oh my god oh my god oh my god and i knew at that point <laughs> that the secret was not going to make it <laughs> <laughs> so when, when i left only three people knew Okay. And by the time I got there, literally Meg everybody knew. <laughs> knew. <laughs> Meg was the only person who didn't know. And partially because her brother and brother-in-law had to come pick me up at a Pet Boys in Bethlehem so that I could continue the plan. And the two of them were like, you dog, you were going to sneak up here? You you're so sneaky. And I was like, uh, not anymore. <laughs> I was sneaky. Yeah, can we stop talking about this? I'm kind yeah. of defeated right now. <laughs> yeah, the, the fun part has been ruined of being <laughs> sneaky. Now, a lot of people are conspiring and, uh, you know, cool that everybody stepped up and I really appreciate that. But like, it felt bad. It felt real bad. <laughs> also knowing that like leaving on Sunday, I was going to have a car payment of some sort i didn't know how much damage needed to be fixed but like i knew i was gonna have to pay for something on the way out too that i was like all right well i'm drinking tonight <laughs> so i get the flat tire i get there at 3 45 the time i lied about <laughs> planning on getting there and um they get there you know 45 minutes later <laughs> when they were supposed to be there an hour and 15 minutes earlier than that, they got there 45 minutes later. I got to watch Golden Hour come and go. (laughs) (laughs) I I took, there's a a picture. I don't think I ever actually posted it because nobody's sent me any pictures of the proposal yet. I know what it is. But there's a a hot air balloon that they just have set up. Like there's this whole festival happening that day. It's like lighting the vines and all that kind of stuff, setting up for Christmas. And like it's the first day of that. So there's all like food trucks and like this hot air balloon that you could spend $35 and go up and down in, which her brother and brother-in-law were like, we will pay the $35 if you want to do it up there. And I was like, fuck (laughs) no, I do not want to do it up there. I hate that boats, but I also hate sky awful. boats. That's a bad plan. I was like, Meg will lose her shit up in a hot air balloon, and I will also. <laughs> but, okay, so, so they show I, up late. I have a gorgeous picture of this hot air balloon just to demonstrate what the pictures could have looked like at Golden Hour. <laughs> so the, the hot air balloon is deflated by the time but they, they get there, and when they finally show up, Meg's clearly grumpy. My phone died at some point. I I'm out of I haven't communicated in a long time because you know I'm not in the car to charge my phone because I'm in a tow truck and my car's been off on the side of the road and then I'm in a Pep Boys and I'm in someone else's car, so it just died. I was like, whatever, it it's dead. Nothing I can do about it. Everyone knows where I'm supposed to be. They can figure it out from yeah. here. Nineties nineties level. Meet me at this point at this time. Uh, and if you're late, you're late. Yeah, uh, stare at the stare at the ground, stare back at the sign for a little bit. That yeah. mentality. So I I sat there's a like table set up kind of disappearing into the vineyard. And I went to the furthest table and I, I sat there and I was like, this is where I'll be. And I waited there and eventually put on a coat and then put on a second coat and then hid my entire face because it was getting so cold. <laughs> and people keep asking me, like, were you nervous? I was like, I was, I was very nervous. And then I was just cold. <laughs> it overrode the emotion. But I'm, I'm sitting there watching them just kind of mill about. And I'm like, literally every one of you knows what's happening here today. At this point, could you just tell her to go down and get proposed to? Like, what are we still waiting for? But eventually they, they get her to come down and mm. I kind of appear out of the vines because I could no longer wait for her to come the whole way. Yeah. I was like, please, I'm so and, cold. <laughs> and I, I got down on one knee and I proposed to her. And then there she we said, go. She said no. And then she said yes. And then we drank for the rest of the night. So I was did this... the night at the Roxbury. No. The yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I love the drama and the stress that came with it. I feel like that's important to have uh, in any proposal <laughs> yeah i at some point the stress just disappeared the nerves just disappeared i was like all right this hasn't the gone the way i planned so whatever happens now let's let's go with it <laughs> yeah that that's that's how you do it now meg mm-hmm. 
What's your, okay. what's your yeah, take fill on in the blanks? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So even, so he was playing proposed even before the weekend had started. I was like, I'm going to make sure Dan comes back on Saturday. Like I want him to hang out with me and my family. Like Caitlin's a bully. Like, yeah. cousin, um, whatever. My cousin's Very coming. This is part of how I like you, Meg. You're just really so, mean and hu- you humble. You humble people. <laughs> I'm not that. Listen, okay. <laughs> this is my family week. He should be here. So on Saturday morning, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit hungover and I'm texting Dan and I'm like asking him when he's coming and he's being super noncommittal and it's pissing me off. And I'm texting him like, you should just come or like, not even you should come. I'm just like, let me know. Like this whole morning, you've been saying you don't know if you're coming. If you're not coming and you're waiting till the last minute to tell me, I'm going to kill you. So <laughs> I got so mad. I, I want to interject. <laughs> no, that you has never time. been me. That has never been something I would do. Wait till the last minute and then say no. That's not something I do. If I'm not going, I'm not going. If I'm being cagey, I'm probably going. <laughs> I'm just making sure I don't know. And then, so I get really annoyed and I'm sitting there at breakfast and my mom has this little nativity set and I'm like, mom knows already, but I don't. And I'm like, mom, this is a, and Bobby is there too, my brother. And I'm like, mom, this is the fight I'm having with Dan. And I grab Mary and Joseph and I'm like, I'm Mary. And I'm like, Dan, are you coming up this week? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm coming. Me, me, me. I'm hungover. Dan, I just want to know. Okay. I, I just want to know. I don't know. And I'm doing this. And my mom's like, okay, let's get you some wine. You're <laughs> already. I, I thought you'd still be drunk if you're playing with the nativity Great. set to reenact your marital <laughs> problems. That is the thing me. I wish I, I heard before we left so I could see her reenact it. In, I, I want I want the full visual on it. In the classic 2000s style movie of this event, uh, this is absolutely a scene that does not get cut. This is an important oh, part. This is an iconic scene in like it's it's not called the proposal because there's already a movie like that, but it's called like Wine Trip. Uh, and I'm and pretty sure there's that also. <laughs> and it's and it's a and it's a white background with you two standing there looking anxious, and in red letters it says "Wine Trip." Like that is the movie that we're writing right now. Yeah. You're, there's, you're... there's something on the poster, like cut between the two of us, and we're looking yeah. across it, like uh, it's just like one lone broken tire rolling in the background of yours, and she has a nativity set behind hers. Uh, We've written the film. It'll it'll make okay. three million domestic. Uh, so okay. So yeah. So I do the nativity set thing, and my mom thinks I'm crazy. And then uh, I'm, I'm like walking around just stewing, and I come into the kitchen, and Amanda's like, "Dad has a secret." And I'm like, "Dad has a secret." He's like, "Yeah." He came in and he said he has a happy secret that we'll know by the end of the day. And I was like, "Oh my god, what if Dan's proposing?" <laughs> at, at this point, Amanda has not cracked the code. He doesn't so know. Amanda yet. doesn't know. No, no. she she's only she been told me. that there's something to know. She doesn't know what it is. And straight up, like you could at least be, hey, there's a secret. Don't tell Meg about the secret. <laughs> well, I think if he had said that, Amanda would have immediately said, "Dad knows something, and you're gonna get proposed to." <laughs> oh, God, she's the worst sister her. ever. She definitely wouldn't have told, but, um, but she, she had a hard time. She would have been weird. <sighs> anyway, so Hold on, can, I, can I give context for Amanda doing surprises? Yeah. So Amanda had this great idea of all the guys wearing the same shirt for Thanksgiving, and she got everybody the same shirt. And before giving me the shirt, she told me the plan. And I said, oh, I don't know anything about that. She's like, oh, it was a surprise. I know. I was so mad. I was like, Dan was supposed to be surprised to see that he matched everybody. She was like, oh, I forgot. It was all her plan. And she just told me before. He just got excited. He's I love surprises. Amanda? Is that your twins? twins? That's the That's twin. The twin? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, at least you got the brains. Um, no. <laughs> she's a doctor. She's a doctor. <laughs> Not mine. Nope. <laughs> if that ever comes up, be like, we could, you can meet with Dr. Getz. You go, no. <laughs> no, she can't keep a secret. She's just going to look at the chart and be like, holy shit, you're going to die. Yeah, it, it is a family trait. Meg has a tough time with, with surprises also, where she will be like, don't you want to know? And I'll be like, what yeah, about surprises, I, I surprises on a hot air balloon? Yeah. 
And then she will tell me what the surprise is because she can't bear to have the surprise. I surprised uh, you a couple times, I think. You've you've set up very good situations that would have been great surprises and then told me before the surprise a lot. Boom. Frequent. Great plans. Uh, last minute execution. Do you <laughs> Maybe know what you're doing for your birthday slash New Year's already? Like no. your birthday? No, okay. I just know to not schedule stuff for that day. I'm very yeah. excited for it. I mean, <laughs> I'm anyway. not invited. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I know it came up at your wedding. That's all I know. It was planned at your wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was planned at your wedding. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. This no, is your okay. time. It's my time. No, it's okay. Um, anyway, so my cousin was coming up, and that was weird. She doesn't come up every time every thanksgiving and i told amanda i was like i think dan might be proposing if caitlin tries to make me look nice and does my nails specifically gets my nails done i'll know dan is proposing so then i go upstairs i'm just living my life and caitlin comes in and amanda goes is dan proposing and she's like what the fuck what the fuck how do you know (laughs) (laughs) no way to hold your ground kate (laughs) not no Yeah. Oh my God. How do you know? I told my dad, this was the other thing where I felt like a really good detective because I was like, dad, you're not a good detective. If you just ask the question, Meg, I said, is Dan proposing? And he goes, no, I'm retiring. And I'm like, that's stupid. You're not retiring. And then I was like, is it, come on. It's definitely Dan proposing. And he goes, no, don't say that. Don't think that because what if he doesn't? And I'm like, not, he isn't dad. All you have to say, (laughs) all you have to say, Mr. is. Uh, he didn't ask I me. I don't know. Just say he didn't ask me because that is a thing that guys yeah. can do. That when the father is asked, <laughs> they can then lie about being asked. It's so. You both made the funniest face at that. <laughs> it's so bad. It's a bad lie. It's awful. Oh, because the, so, the fact that he had to lie, you just go, eh? he did, eh? I don't know. Uh, you he didn't even ask have to me. pull words out of your mouth. You just go, why would I know? Like, yeah. you I know I'm like, only saying words because people can't see my gesture. Mad. Say he didn't ask me, and if he doesn't ask me, that's oh, yeah. a problem. He better well, not. That's, um, <laughs> that's actually exactly what my best. So I'm like, I'm I'm firing on all fronts now. I text my best friend because I wanted her to be there, and I was like, "Hey, how's your day?" And she's like, "This bitch." <laughs> she's like, "It's good. I'm just hanging out." And I was like, "Oh, like I was like, I thought Dan was going to propose today." And she's like, he would never, he would never propose without telling me. So See, I was like, okay, that's the there's lie. someone she's who gets it already. Um, <laughs> so she did really good. Yeah. Who's this person? Melissa. Melissa. Melissa thank you, Melissa. Yeah, Melissa. Melissa did people. a great job because she was the only person who was on schedule, got there on time. <laughs> And like I, I told her just before she got there, so she had time to like, I guess, bounce around and do other things while she was like killing time for me to get there. But like, she was the only person who I was like, you know, I'm probably gonna get there around 1:45. Anytime around there that you want to get there is probably great. So that's what she did. No one else followed that. Everyone else gave her a <laughs> shit about time that day. <laughs> so thank you, Melissa. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa. So I'm getting really upset now because I thought I was getting proposed to, and now I'm not. And Amanda told Kaylin, she's like, you can't do her nails because then she'll know. So then Kaylin doesn't do that. And I get really pissed off. So I'm like, all right, you know what? If Dan's not proposing tonight, I'm just going to dress like a slob. So I put on this huge, ugly sweater and leggings. You know, and I the put my natural hair in a reaction. No, my whole Casey family is going out similar. to a nice winery. Let me look like trash. Listen, I'm no, angry. I know. Casey, I get it. Casey didn't assume anything, but Casey was also like super reluctant to get dressed nice. Like she just thought it was pictures with her sister and me as models. So she was like, "Do I have to like do my makeup and put on nice? Or can I just wear like leggings?" Yeah. And and everyone was like, you have to look nice. <laughs> yeah, everyone around me. And this is when I should have picked up because everyone was like, no, <laughs> no nice. Uh, a friend of mine was doing? telling uh, her story and her husband wanted to like go on a hike. And she was like, all right, so I'm going to get ready for a hike. And then everyone started like doing her hair. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm going, <laughs> on, a going on a hike. 
yeah that's what happened well okay so then everyone's lying to me as best they can to get me love, i love that yeah. so as, as best they can has everybody is lying clear. to me and i'm having the worst time yeah <laughs> i'm just like confused i'm upset because i thought well no here's the thing dan is not answering me anymore he said i'll be there at 345 and stopped answering me altogether so i'm fucking pissed at him and then i thought he was proposing and now he's not so i have a non-proposing missing boyfriend and i'm really annoyed um so <laughs> i like helen always gives me like extra clothes so she brought a big bag of clothes and she's like just put on one of these things so she gave me like a nice dress then amanda gave me like these shoes and i'm like she's being weird and then amanda's like i want to get our hair done i want to take pictures kind of like what you were saying george where and i was like okay we're all gonna get our hair done and she was like yes so then my sister-in-law did my hair and it took a really long time and i looked around at them and i'm like when are you guys getting your hair done <laughs> and they're like oh we don't have time and i'm like okay bitch. time just, you have you're all a, day you're a deeply <laughs> suspicious Meg, you're a deeply suspicious person, and I respect that about you. <laughs> they were all acting like psychopaths. I was like, what the I, I picture Amanda as like, like Gus Gus in uh, Cinderella. Just like, <laughs> Dan, she was like, so excited. <laughs> looking back, she was literally like giving me a pair of shoes and going, "Unless you want these, like the shoes on her feet." She was like showing me those, and I was like, "No, Amanda, I don't know what you're doing. I don't you want your to. shoes." <laughs> um yeah so i'm like annoyed i do my makeup and i get my hair done and i'm sitting there and it's it takes like at least 40 minutes to get to the winery and it is three o'clock and no one is moving and i get anxious i'm like dan told me he'd be there at 3 45 guys like we should probably go right like we should probably get and they're like oh yeah and they slowly meander out to the car so at this point you have completely reverted back from thinking what was going to happen to being like it's not going to happen and i'm just annoyed yeah, because okay. my cousin told me the happy surprise was that my aunt showed up which would be a really happy surprise for my mom because they're like best friends and we didn't know she was coming Okay. So I was like, oh, that was the surprise. That sucks. <laughs> so now you're just you're just Charlie Browning it. Just head I'm down. Angry. I'm angry I, as hell. I love the full array of people who are good at handling this situation and the people who are not. Where there's like Melissa and Kate who are like, all right, on it. I'm adjusting I'm on the mom. fly and it's working. Oh, that's true. The fact that your mom's not really part of any of these stories, except for the like, you know what? Drink a glass of wine, settle down great job yeah my mom is a good was good at like keeping it in it's my dad and my sister yeah I, I literally could tell no one else before i left or like there's no way yeah i yeah um yeah i don't know so i'm like rushing them and we get there and it's fucking freezing george it's so cold <laughs> i'm like i'm just so mad at dan i'm i'm angry i'm like I go to the, well, I'm not rushing at all. I don't know Dan in the vineyard. I called him twice. I told Caitlin, I'm like, this, this bitch is dead. He's probably dead somewhere, whatever. And then I went and I got a flight, a wine flight. And I opened the <laughs> charcuterie board I made. And I sat there grumpy at the table, eating charcuterie and trying to get a wine jacket. Cause it's so cold. And Caitlin's like, let's go take a picture at that big air balloon. It did look gorgeous. It looked gorgeous. No, George, it was like a big, in my mind's eye, it's just a big red balloon that says, enjoy life. And I was not enjoying life. I didn't want to go <laughs> it to was, the balloon. It was more of a metaphor than anything. Yeah. It, the fact <laughs> that it was deflated by the time they got there. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Caitlin's like, I'm sitting there, I'm trying to get like a wine jacket because I'm so cold. I'm eating charcuterie, like fancy charcuterie. I'm like, I don't want to move for shit, Kate. And she's like, you won't even go take a picture with me at the balloon. I'm like, the balloon's gone. So we start like walking towards there. And Amanda like tries to like fix my hair, but she pulls a bunch of baby hair. So I punch her in the arm, like a sibling punch. And I get that on tape, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it, but I did hear a lot of, uh... Meg, did you punch Amanda? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I walk over and dan comes out like children of the corn thank god you're vineyard. here i was thinking more <laughs> field of dreams he is shivering yeah. so hard he can barely prepare so wait you, you're shivering 
So you yeah. couldn't actually, so it was, it was more yeah. of a, I would, what, what was said? Because I feel like from my Neither experience of us actually remembers. Okay. Uh, no, my you experience, just said you marry me, but you were like, you marry me? like that. <laughs> yeah. And then we talked like right after though. That's the part that I wish I could remember. Mm-hmm. Cause like the actual proposal, I just did it. <laughs> I was like, you know well, what? I need to get my hands I back asked- in my sleeves. <laughs> I asked where Melissa was because oh yeah, and I just kept going. I don't know, call her. I tried, but there was like no service up there too. It was really bad. But yeah, it was beautiful. Yay! That's, that's no, that is the perfect proposal. Any sort of perfect proposal where everything goes according to plan is not how it's supposed to be. It needs to be a litmus test of how you two can handle things. And I think you two handled things very well. I think Meg, you are committed to. Uh, what you want and when you want it. And I think that's important to have in a relationship. And Dan, I admire your commitment to- <laughs> Are you uh, trying to be nice? I am being nice. Uh, I'm being so nice right now, unlike you, Meg, who is terribly <laughs> mean to me all the goddamn time. Uh, and then, and then, and Dan, and Dan, you uh, will overcome any obstacle, uh, even if it means ruining the secret for everybody <laughs> yeah. by having to call in for help. So I wanna I wanna put a little button on here before we spin the wheel and and do a do a oh, real we're gonna episode do an actual episode. <laughs> yeah. So so we go to leave and Meg has to drive me to my car, and we get to the Pep Boys, and I'm walking in and I see my car, and despite the phone call that came at six o'clock the day before saying your car is ready, my car had a brand new tire and that tire was flat. And I walked in and I was like, um, the tire that I brought in flat, uh, it's flat. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I mean, I, I could, it's that one right there with the flat tire. And he was like, all right, let's settle up first. And then I'll, I'll take a look at it. You didn't fix it. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do that because the problem still exists. And then they all just started like cursing at each other. Like it was everyone else's job and then they fixed it. So now it works. (laughs) Good. Good. I imagine that there's a button in your car that just actively spikes your tires. Uh, you think it's the hazard light. It is not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a create hazard light. <laughs> um, I am uh, sincerely very happy for you both. Thank you so much for sharing both sides of the story um, because it is always fun to hear those things. And because it is now on the Internet, you can point to this episode and Real Chills to uh Anyone that wants to hear the story again. Yeah, uh, yeah we're going to drive up listens for us. And yeah, it purely, it. <laughs> I, I just sent a bunch of pictures and teams after my honeymoon. So people would stop asking me about my honeymoon uh, <laughs> at work. I was just like, this is what happened. Thank you so oh, much. I, Have a great day. <laughs> it was it was Wednesday this week where I just like I had like a half hour and I was like, everybody sit down. I'm doing it all at once because like <laughs> so many people have like the first half of the story or the second half of the story. No one had the whole story, so yeah. I was just like, you know what? Gather we're, we're, around. I'm done. I'm done with this because we're keep doing. Going, I want to hear the rest, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing this. We're doing this bard style. All right, let me yeah. regale you of a tale. <laughs> Everyone, come close. Gather around. Yep. <laughs> all right, so let's spin the wheel. See what we're talking about today, and uh, and, and do our episode. And we got choleric. That's not a real one. That's so, a disease. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, put a call into a uh, definition man and we'll uh, hear from him when we get back from break. All right. Talk about break choleric. Time. Choleric. Hey, I'm Danny. I'm John. We host Blanket and Covers, the show where we cover the covers. Have you ever thought about trying to find every single version of Angel of the Morning or Careless Whispers? That's an us thing, I think. Yeah. (laughs) If that's something that you think you would be into, I think you should definitely check out our show. We think that by listening to every version of a song that has ever been done can like gain something new. Yeah, each week we do a a deep dive through a band's catalog or one specific song. Season one is out there now. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey everybody, Danny here with Plugs. You can find Meg. She has her roast on the 5th, December 5th. That's tomorrow night if you're listening to this when this comes out. It's a lot of funny people. I think all of them have been on the show. It's going to be a really, really funny, fun time. I'm, I'm so excited to roast all these people. So come out for that. You can also listen to Real Chills. And then there's uh, another run of Ghosted at Helium on December 30th. Hope we can see you all there. That's an afternoon show. Those are basically my plugs also. So that's, that's fun and easy. George and I are at Feel Feelings Pod on all the places. And I think that's it for the week. Back to the show. We're back. Um, we, uh, we're doing choleric with Meg Getz, newly engaged. Uh, I like this one. It makes me think of Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Do they mention it in Pride and Prejudice? We no. don't know. It's just that type of word, I think. <laughs> Did one of them get cholera in Pride and Prejudice? Yeah. I know one of them gets a cold and dies because they're built weaker. Yeah, they get a, a small cough and it's over. <laughs> she didn't get sick, but that encourages her to fall in love with Bentley more. Oh, yeah. Go Bentley. Anyway, okay. should we call a definition man to uh, here. clear this up for us? <laughs> yeah, let's figure out what the hell this means. Welcome to What Does It Mean? <clears throat> this week's emotion is choleric, meaning bad-tempered or irritable. Okay, bad-tempered or irritable. So, Meg, aside from uh, your whole family being weird and me not responding, what makes you feel bad-tempered and irritable? You can also use it if you want to talk about it more. Yeah, we can go back to start. Uh, <laughs> I think it kind of like stems from that. First, I want to make a correction. It's not Bennett, it's Bingley. I knew it the second I said it that it was wrong. Second of all... All those for... Austin heads out there are screaming. <laughs> I know! Um, I just like suplex the dog. <laughs> Hell yeah. You gotta yeah. suplex the dog. That's why you have a dog. Did you go for the pin uh, or is this match still going on? No, it's um we're belly rubbing now. He's stretching. Could you Just imagine WWE if CM Punk <laughs> pinned someone and started rubbing their belly? <laughs> you know, I'm not not interested in this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is such a weird episode, you guys. Um, but yeah, I think it goes along with the proposal, but just in general, I feel like I'm very choleric after a day after drinking. Is it choleric or or choleric? I think both definitions or both pronunciations were there. Okay. Are there, there are two pronunciations. I don't necessarily know how to read pronunciation keys. It's it's but not, there are two options. I think it's <laughs> it's the same way where it's like uh, proper English and American English, where it's like like capillaries and capillaries. Ew. You can say them both ways. I Aluminium. Aluminium jaguar. Nothing is worse than when you wake up and you're like, oh, today's going to, this is a whole thing. And then people oh, try to yeah. get you to do stuff. And then you're like, I want to kill everybody. I can't do this. You know? Yeah. A hangover. Yeah. Even if it's, a, if it's not a bad one or it's one of those, it's just like, you know what? I'm just more tired than I think I should be right now. Mm -hmm. It will ruin my day. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I spend the whole day like behind it. Like it's the wall in front of me when I'm trying to do everything. Yeah. It's uh it's never fun. Like I think with the running thing for me now, it, it comes up a lot in that where there's nothing I want to do less than better myself. Like I yeah. just I just yeah. want to exist as a puddle. And instead I have to I have to actively make the choice to do be better. Uh, and that is super irritable. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, why do I have to make this decision? Or compared to, to Meg's example, where it's like, why do I have to be left out of all these decisions? Like, yeah. I, I have to be taken on the on the quest. I don't want to go on the quest. I don't want to do the yeah. Oregon Trail. Yeah. yeah. And I think when I'm hungover, I'm just, my emotions are just heightened in general. Mm. And I feel bad, you know? Like, I feel very, like, vulnerable and just, like... I did this to myself. And... There's definitely an anxiety that comes with it. And anxiety is one of those feelings that heightens every other emotion. Like it doesn't do anything by itself. It just kind of lifts everything up a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's just rough. And it's just like, 
it's always on a Sunday, I feel like, and you're already like, damn, I got work in the morning and I should have oh. spent this day like running or something, you know, like you think yeah. about your, your similarly aged friends that have schedules and shit. And you're like, damn, they probably have been up for 15 hours <laughs> like yeah. you get up at like 2 PM and you're like, damn, this was one of my two government sanctioned days off that I had this week. Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a buddy that is very excited that I am trying to get out and like do stuff physically like working out going to the, like going for runs shit like that and he wants me to do so much more and doesn't understand that like I need to ease myself into this I can't just oh, schedule yeah. I can't just immediately start doing everything after not doing anything He's right. like, oh, we got to get you up early so you run in the morning. You got to be a run morning rum boy, not an evening rum boy. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? I got to wake up at five a.m. just to jog around the neighborhood. It's cold. It's colder. Yeah. You, you have that. what I what I've been calling emotional shin splints. Where yeah. like <laughs> you're not you're not overworking and getting shin splints. You're just kind of thinking about working too much, and your body's like, you know what? Shut it. We're down. broken. We're broken. This can't work. <laughs> this isn't it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's uh, it's valid. Um, it's yeah. I, I think also all of us as humans um crave some sort of control, uh, at least in our own lives, and to be taken on a tour like that is is not ideal. Um, and and immediately creates ire amongst everybody of just like the the like I need to I need to make the schedule. The fact yeah, that other people are making yeah. their own schedule is threatening to me, and therefore I dislike it. So I will yeah. not make a schedule because and then like, I'm in control of that. To, to like compound it too, it's other people making a schedule that they're also not sticking to. So you're just kind of getting the runaround of like, are we doing it? Are we not doing it? Like, yeah, how much does this actually matter? You were making it seem important. Now we're really taking our time. Like what it. What is this? What is yeah. the actual thing that's happening in front of me? What am I part of? And I mean, after you know, I speak for my myself after the Black Friday marathon, it's 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 hard on Saturday. <laughs> this mm -hmm. Saturday is very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's not great. Uh other than the obvious Mrs. Lincoln, um what are some other moments like uh, where you've experienced this? Being irritable or yeah, being not choleric. Like, like I'm thinking, like what are the triggers? Because it, yeah. it may not be a situational story, but like what are the things where you're like, I see that coming, and that's gonna work. It works every time. I think if I think about like my job. Um, I think if someone asks something ridiculous of me, I get really irritable because I'm already so swamped. So like if someone e emails me at like 4 PM on Friday, I've gotten an email on Monday at like eight. That's like, I emailed this last week and I'm like, bitch. Yeah. That was no, three days fun. ago. It was yeah. one business day ago. Don't you know the weekend doesn't count? Hour. <laughs> yeah. It was one business hour. I'm not even in till nine. Are you insane? <laughs> I get a lot of those uh, uh, as a customer service person for an unnamed company. Um, but they, I love when people are like, how come no one's answering me? It's like, because we're not 24-7 customer service. Yeah. Like, we're, we're a company of you real sent people. A message, you sent a message on a Friday at 5.30. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday, you got annoyed no one was getting back to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what <laughs> the internet has really ruined people's like understanding of time and patience like they like they just don't understand I, when i worked in billing they'd be like put my money back instantly and i'm like we can't do that like i i don't know why like why banks don't let us just do that but like it takes two or three days <laughs> you yeah. know because you banks give your it, money it was... to other people and they need to get that money back before they give it to you. Because we don't have the money. Because <laughs> yeah, like, money is a lie. <laughs> sometimes I want to be on the phone and be like, girl, if it was the 1800, you'd have to wait like three months for this money. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You'd have to write a letter and deliver yeah. it in person. It's it's wild that like the like the the. the people not understanding how the world works 
and thinking that hollering and being annoyed will get you your way quicker is yeah. mind blowing to me dealing with other people uh that that makes me irritable that makes me cleric uh is like the idea that people still in 2023 soon to be 2024 after going through a hobbling situation like the COVID-19 pandemic where like everyone was on the same page and this is what's happening and you need to understand like the facts about this happening people still found a way to be like I don't understand yeah, yeah. like and the, then the carried over that everybody <laughs> went back to you know what fuck everybody that yep. is yeah. alarming yeah where is the community like I feel like the internet has like made everyone so individualistic like like there's no care anymore like when you're on the phone, they want to hurt you sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. what is this? Well, I think I'm there's a-, a lack of power and they're trying to take some sort of power back. Doesn't matter who it's from, which is yeah. crazy. That like the level of empathy no longer exists. Empathy yeah. is no longer a baseline emotion or 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 discipline that people have. It's it's just like until I am inconvenienced, I will fake it. Yeah. Right. I think that's the downside of like online community building too is that these people you know sitting at home by themselves not actually communicating with people have found a community that accepts them so out in the world they can be whoever the fuck they want because at home they they can be themselves and there's people to interact with Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so be nicer be nicer i i like that this emotion has become more of a uh a mission statement of like call to arms don't do this (laughs) Well, my thing that I always, the the best advice, and George, tell me if you agree with this, but the best advice I always give is like, if I say no, listen, I'm grateful for my company, but I much prefer to just give people what they need. I work for an insurance company. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say no to you. I just want you to be happy. If it's within reason. Yeah, I I agree in the slightly different though. If you are a dick, if you are being shitty on the phone, I will run this up the pole until someone tells me I'm allowed to help you. Like I no, will then not, inconvenience no, George, you. What I was about to say is if, if you're talking to someone, you don't have to be mean. All you have to say is, can I talk to your manager? Yep. I've never gotten mad at someone for saying, can I talk to your, I'm always like, hell yeah. She's the person who can say yes or no to this. I have to tell you no. Yep. But if you just I, ask my manager, they'll do it. I am the only main person of contact for my company. So like it has to come from me, but I need special permission from people higher up than me. So like right. I I can I have to be the person that's like, let me see what my manager says about this. Uh, but if you are a dick, I will just tell you no until you ask for the manager and then they can mm-hmm. say yes and be the good guy. But nine times out of 10, any sort of higher up person in my company after dealing with this person is on my side. Like they've never once been right. like, oh, you really shouldn't have done that. They've usually hang up the phone and go, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So can I run one yeah. past you guys? No, we're out of time. So when I called AAA <laughs> to get my car taken care of on the engagement day, mm-hmm. it was this woman who and like, mind you, it's an urgent situation. I'm broken down on the side of the highway and it's immediately classified as urgent. And then this woman starts talking about how, oh, you're headed up towards the Poconos. I went to school up in the Poconos. And I'm like, ma'am, this is I'm an broken down on the side of the road. Congratulations on going to ESU. I hear <laughs> okay things about it. Not the time. And I'm starting yeah. to get like more, more frustrated because she keeps interrupting me, giving her the information she's asking for to tell me more about how the information is not enough. Mm-hmm. Like at, at one point she was like, sorry, fly just buzzed me. So she's like, you're, you're on 33 headed towards whatever the, I was like right in front of the exit sign. I was like, I'm on 33 going North headed towards this sign. I'm right at this sign. It is the 8.9 mile marker on 33. And she's like, that's in New Jersey. And I was like, I promise you, it's not. She's like, the system (laughs) says it's New Jersey. All right, Uh, well then how about this? Send a guy to New Jersey and then have him keep fucking driving. Yeah. 
he'll get to me. <laughs> so eventually she, you know, she figures it out and she's like, all right, the, the window from the tow truck driver is anywhere from now 115 to 345. But don't worry, you're on the urgent list. And I was like, how urgent could an hour and a half wait be on the side of the highway? <laughs> and she's like, you know what? I'm going to put you on hold and I'm going to make a phone call. While I'm on hold, a person calls from dispatch to tell me, you're on the list. It's in the process. We'll see you when we see you. And then the lady comes back from hold with another woman on the phone to neither me nor the woman understand why we're talking to each other. We just have a nice polite conversation. She hangs up and then the woman goes, well, what have we learned? And I'm like, we were trying we, to learn. Like we learned about we your doing? friend, Betsy. So eventually I started like getting this response from her that she's like, sir, you need to do. And I'm like, no, ma'am, I'm trying to tell you where I am and get service quickly because I'm broken down on the side of a highway. Mm -hmm. And like, she was like turning on me in the way that I'm, I'm assuming people turn on you. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. had to talk her down. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta. That's it not was, good. It was one of those times. Would you, would I have been justified to be like, ma'am, shut up. Like to, to do the thing you're not supposed to do with customer service. And Meg's seen me do that thing before. Yeah. For I, me to have kept my cool. Before it's gone to that point, you yeah, shouldn't waste there's... so much time with her. She's not at one point she was not... lecturing me on like consumer advocacy and me having to ask the right questions to the guy who called randomly while I was on hold to get more information. And I was like, but you're the same people. Yeah. So I think this if is you more... gave me the information, they gave me the information. Why would I have to ask them for more information? I think this is way more of a situation that she didn't know what she was doing. Um, and so that's why she roped in someone else, uh, yeah. and was nice just, <laughs> just floundering where it was just like, oh, okay, this is okay. So I did that. I guess I didn't need to do that. Okay. Let's try this thing. I'll, I'll, I'll call. Let me call. Yeah. And like, it was me anxious, me a little hungover legitimately. Uh -huh. And this lady just like lecturing me on consumer advocacy where i had to be like ma'am like not the time yeah uh she didn't know what she was doing and she was in a panic spiral of just like following her her real big brook around to uh to get it done that's awful it's like how how far do you go with that before you're just like done shut it down this like this is useless she um, also felt like she would would have taken that personally <laughs> Well, she should have. She wasn't doing her job. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you get to the manager. You just go like, all right, I need to talk to someone else. Uh, thank you so much for doing your job as best to your ability. If you, if you, yeah. Sorry. Continue, Jordan. No, no, that was really like, but like, let's, let's move this along. Let's pass, let's pass the buck If here. you want to like throw in like a backhanded dig because you're annoyed, you could be like, clearly you're not able to assist me in the way that I need. Mm -hmm. So you need to transfer me to a manager. At one point she was like, well, the system is tracking down your longitude and latitude. And I was like, well, if you have that, I can get you how anywhere. come you think I'm in New Jersey? And she was like, it's just how the system is. And I'm like, well, the system is telling you where I am, right? And she's like, yes, I just need to wait to copy the longitude and latitude. And I was like, how about I just give it to you? And I yeah. had to like drop a pin on my location and read off my longitude and latitude from I Google Maps to I can give you that because I have a better system than you in my pocket. Yeah. So you know where I'm calling from. Exactly. Your system is apparently able to locate me, but cannot locate me. I don't know what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what can you do? Hell is other people, guys. Yeah. That's why we have a guest every week. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brought what? our own hell here. Wait, uh, hold on. My fiance. Girls, we hadn't done that yet. <laughs> it lives. It lives. But I guess that is a less me asking you what's the right way for everyone to handle that and more me expressing a frustration and a time that I was choleric. 
Yeah. No, and thank you for the example. I think that's uh, a, a perfect example of what this emotion is. Well, I think we've done a great job defining it. Why don't we see what other people felt about it with what the people said? Great job, me. You know what's really funny about that story? is that's the first time Meg's hearing that because it was one of the things I couldn't tell her was happening that day. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. So do you feel okay. like, you know, he deserves a little bit more credit? Of course. He deserves all the credit. It was wow. a great proposal. He did great. He did a great job. I loved it. I loved seeing my family. They were happy for me. It was wonderful. And now you're a fiance. Hey! Yay! The bit is back. Stronger than ever. <laughs> All right. It's it'll never die. Um, much like the love that you two share for each other. All right. So you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the script here a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the enemy first. Because it's first. you know, we're we're out of enemy territory with this one. So you know what? We're gonna we're gonna kick it off with this one. Okay. I've been sick for like three weeks now, so I don't have one of my very good joke answers that you love so much to give. Just choleric as fuck over here. He that, did say yeah. AF. He is a clean comic. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> Not on this show. He's the enemy on this show. <laughs> and then a little gif of I am the enemy, which I think is from Days of Confused. It's what is um, from? um, almost famous. Almost famous. They're the same movie. Uh, How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Glenn. We hope you feel better to be the enemy that we deserve. I mean, there is nothing like being sick. I know he's like going through it, going through it. But like I had a small cold for like a week and a half that like I finally took a day that was like, you know, how about I don't wake up with a sore throat every morning? And yeah. also, you know, mental health day, very important with everything going on at work that I can't talk about. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a day up until Thursday when I took a day off. I was just irritable to mm-hmm. everybody. Nobody deserved it. And like you recognize it. You see that like the way I'm talking to everybody is not them. They're not, they're not responsible for what they're getting from me, mm-hmm. but here it is. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm going to need you to just go along with this and hopefully you can practice enough empathy to forgive me. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. about to change it midstream here. We're just going for it <laughs> until it's fixed. <laughs> Let's see. I assume it's a joke. Whenever I ingest a lot of calories, Caloric. Caloric. I how I pronounce it. I kept thinking that. Cool. Who did that one? Can you name them? Yeah, no. I get that. Fine. Maybe if he ever does our show, I'll say his name out loud. Yeah. Who, who is it? Who is it? He's been asked. You can look who it up if it? you want. Uh, next one. When I'm sleepy and hungry. Yeah. You know, separately, mm-hmm. yes. Together, way worse. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's one we hit on already. Other people. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Uh, cholera, great. We knew that one was going to come at some point. It's, it's both a bad joke answer and, you know, probably an answer. Yeah, <laughs> I think I you'd probably be, be pretty irritable. <laughs> I also, anytime someone mentions cholera, I just think of the episode of The Simpsons where they get the leprechaun. Or like the gypsy curse. Oh yeah. And they're like in like little Eastern Europe and there's just a someone selling something, someone else selling something, and then an old woman going, Cholera. Cholera. I have cholera. <laughs> All right, let's see. Having to repeat myself. What was that? Yeah, it works. It's yeah, a good see? It's, it's annoying. Yeah, that's a good answer. That is really a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, uh, what, what what I don't like, and my wife does this. Uh, there's no sound drop for wife. Wouldn't it be fun to have two sound drops? One for wife, one for fiance, and wife sounds like way more brutal. Anyway. Uh, I was thinking you should do a, a ska remix for the, the Meg version. But Casey will say what? Say and, what again? And then and then respond to what I said. It's just she's saying what to buffer. 
Oh, it's someone awesome. someone used to do that to me all the time. Actually, it might have been somebody at work. Probably can't talk about it. But no, <laughs> it was it was it was so irritating because like they knew. Yeah. They they heard there was no question, but it's just one of those things where like lower bandwidth. You, you train yourself over time to be yeah. like, I need a second to answer. And you know, what is a good buffer? It's a yeah. good but it is very irritating it's to have gross. to like interrupt yourself while they answer the question that they asked you to repeat. So you're repeating it and then they ask you or they answer the question as if they heard it the first time in the middle of you repeating it. Yeah. Hey Case, what's the plan for Thursday? What? We're going to dinner. <laughs> That's, That's it's every fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, uh, being ignored, being talked over, being belittled, depression. We have a really happy group of fans, don't yeah, we? Yeah. I mean, the being being ignored and being talked over and being belittled and all that stuff. Like, there is nothing more irritating than that. Yeah, like, and we weren't doing that to Meg. It's just there's a lag. There's yeah, a lag. That's true <laughs> for the, for the listener. Yeah. Hopefully it cuts together great. We I think we handled it very well, but on occasion <laughs> there has been a lag in the recording. Uh, all right. Any other ones? Any ones we want to end on? Um, I, I got one here that I thought was uh, a pretty funny, legitimately funny actual joke answer. I I'm not commenting until you ask about feeling phlegmatic, which, as you probably know, is also the name of a popular local sports mascot. And feeling phlegmatic is uh, in relation to uh, choleric being the other definition being in relation to the humors. So the Mm. phlegm humor and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But the fanatic phlegmatic thing I thought was very funny. It was very good. And we appreciate (laughs) that big green monster phlegmatic or fanatic. Same thing. (laughs) Same thing. That's very good. Well, thank you, everyone, for for chiming in. Thank you, yeah. Meg, for coming on the show and talking and Yay. and and being open and honest and also sharing a beautiful moment in both of your lives. Sincerely, okay. I love you both very much, and I'm very happy for you. Uh, and we're gonna leave on that. We're gonna leave on me being kind and not backhanded at all. Two weeks in a row, yeah. crazy. Yep. <laughs> come to Meg's roast. Yeah, come to Meg's roast. It's going to be so fun. Feel Feelings is a Wasted Robot production. Editing done by Dan Getz. Music by George Bruderman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at feelfeelingspod and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash feelfeelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com podcasts. We're such a professional show. <laughs>